I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. There we go. Perfect. Okay, hi. Nice to see your, like, blue orad face. Yes, yes. Uh, part of that is the the uh, daytime, um, you know, the, the, the blue spectrum light coming in. Part of that is, of course, the blue cast from the hat that I'm wearing. Uh, and yeah, and, and I'm not feeling blue today, though. I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, I've got a decent night's rest under my belt for the first time in a while. Uh, I got to mm. sleep probably, I don't know, 1231, which has been early for me these days, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, managed to sleep all the way till the big hour of uh, seven o'clock this morning. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I always feel like congratulating you when that happens. Just like, hey. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a win. I'll fucking, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Um, I'm a little envious. It's not that I had an awful sleep. My sleep wasn't horrible. It's just that um, I've been feeling kind of rough the last couple of days, and then my sister texted yesterday, and mm. Um, she was in contact with someone who was COVID positive two hours mm. before I saw her ah, on geez. Friday. Um, so, you know, there is that anxiety of that and of BC being as BC is, it's, it's, she can get tested. She's been, she's been negative. She's at UBC. So they do free testing there. So, so far right. so good for her. Um, but for me to access a test, um, I would have to kind of schlep down Broadway Right. Um, and which would mean going through the construction, getting on a bus, potentially exposing other people, potentially exposing myself <laughs> for the privilege of spending $50 for a test. So yeah. I kind of feel like I'm just going to wait it out um, and see if things kind of take a turn for the worse in the next couple of days. Then I'll see if somebody can find me a test and maybe drop yeah. it off. Um, but as it is right now, I just, you know, have my tea and I'll just try to take it easy today and stay in good spirits and limit my Twitter. I was on there for like <laughs> 10 minutes today and I was like, there's the rage. <laughs> Vancouver City Council again. God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta make judicious use of that that mute phrases feature on there. Um, I know I've said before <laughs> that mine is is a, a yard long uh, and, and gets updated with with Quite regular frequency. Elden Ring was one I added this morning because, um, not because I'm, I'm mad seeing stuff about it, but I just don't give a shit about video games generally. Uh, mm. So, so yeah, you know, like I don't, I'm glad that all of my friends are enjoying their experience playing this game. I'm never going to play it. I don't need to see anything about it. So it goes on the mute list. Yeah. See, <laughs> I'm, I'm not there yet because I am still really like, you know, one of the projects I want to work on or I am working on is about civic engagement. So I do mm-hmm. kind of need to see a little bit of what's happening in Vancouver, totally. even when it pisses me off. Um, <laughs> but that I feel like I have a little more agency in that than, say, um, a horrific uh, situation uh, in the Ukraine that I can't directly impact. Um, yep. So I'm trying to kind of, um, based on this little bit of therapy that I'm getting, like, look at where I can have a little bit of impact. Yeah. Kind of stay in my lane, so to speak. Um with like acknowledging that what's happening is deeply, deeply shitty. Um, of course. 
but um, also knowing that I only have so much capacity. And especially if I potentially could be infected, I have to take care of myself. Right? Well, and even even capacity aside, I think it's really more to do with what you were saying about like the sort of impact you can have. Like mm-hmm. uh, you, you were talking a little bit um, in the call that we uh, did for our patrons um, mm-hmm. about uh, 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 Devin Price. And, and you retweeted mm-hmm. something, I think, earlier or last week, I guess about um you know like don't don't confuse um bearing witness to suffering with being an agent for change like you know it's it's mm. i think that it's important to not stick your head in the sand and and be aware of this stuff but also to to recognize that like the vast majority of us have no way of of impacting this and continuing to subject yourself to other people's suffering from afar is just like, you know, that, that can be a lot for people. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I totally understand for, for people that don't want to take that stuff in myself, very much included. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunately something that I really can't impact. Uh, and it not even, you know, not, not even in like a kind of, um, in the kind of way that you would normally say like, Oh well, you know, uh, there's nothing that we can do, but we can at least donate to doctors uh, against borders or whatever. Without borders, excuse me. <laughs> against um, borders. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Dab. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, doctors without borders. But I, I don't even have the money to do that right now. You know, so it's just like again, mm-hmm. I can. What 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 is what is the value in in you know using myself as a resonator for someone else's suffering? Like it it. I don't know mm-hmm. that that really helps either of our situations that term resonator for someone else's suffering i've never heard that before i think that's i think i just coined it i was gonna say amplifier and then i was like mm. no i think resonator's better because that's uh yeah <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah it's i mean the last two years right like we've all just been kind of like many people not all of us have been stuck kind of in these like information loops right where we're just mm-hmm. getting like an onslaught of whatever um, horrible uh, thing is happening uh, in humanity or and it's like and I say this so often but our nervous systems can't cope with it we are not yep. as a species we're supposed to be out like harvesting berries and shit we're not supposed to be like looking at horror um like over and over and over again and then like you know posting like a cute selfie like <laughs> like we can't right like I can't like yeah, and it, and it is funny that like it was just so timely that this new deluxe phone that I got wasn't working properly, so I had to take it to get fixed. So I'm back to my old phone, but I had already taken Instagram and Twitter off that, so I don't have those things on my phone right now, and I've yeah. decided not to. Plus, I blocked Twitter on several days of the week for my own right. mental health. Um, so I'm not even tempted right now to have a hot take or to nice. like you know like put my whatever thoughts are into the algorithmic machine <laughs> it's just like well you know i guess i'm i may be you know going to the bottom of rankings and right <laughs> you know, i can care like it's not like i have a huge following and i you know i've deleted instagram what like three times two times <laughs> and like every time i start to build up you know a community i'm like ah fuck this and then i like i delete it instead right, of just sister yeah like i delete it but then i'm like why didn't i just not use it yeah, go like, idle I, for a bit what like why do i have to do that right um and i, I did think the, go ahead 
Well, I was just going to say, I think part of that is probably to do with something that we've talked about a number of times on the show with um, both of both of us uh, getting better boundaries about what to not post on social media mm. as we've gotten older. So probably it's just like, well, I could go back and and prune this tree of all of the, uh, the, the branches bearing rotten fruit, or I could just dig the whole fucking tree up. You know, I've got room to plant a new tree. Maybe I want to like put a little gazebo there or something. Uh, and pruning, you know, pruning is a lot, of, a lot of selective hard work. Let's just let's just pay a guy with a bobcat to to put a chain around the trunk and just yank the fucker out. Yeah, we'll just have like this gaping hole in the yard or whatever. But hey, we'll, we'll put a fire pit. Right, fire pit. Hey. That's actually really nice. I like I like thinking about that idea. That was a yeah. thing. In, that was a thing in Calgary. I really enjoyed. Everybody, not everybody. God, I'm so funny that way. A lot of folks who had yards had fire pits. Like in the the last place I lived in, we had a, a huge yard and like this great fire pit, and it was a community hub. Like folks would come yeah. over and chickens running around, and it was lovely. I I, I've seen a lot of like kind of hipster DIY fire pits out of like uh, 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 the drum of a washing machine, that sort of thing, um, which actually does make a really great uh, fire pit because of the the holes. It, uh, it's got ventilation, but it's also like, you know, a tall metal container. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but actually I, I meant I meant to uh, uh, rope into there. You're talking about your phone um, having to bring it in. So I sent you an email this morning saying that mine was refusing mm -hmm. to charge. Uh, it turned out to be the cord that I was using. Uh, so I found another one and it's back to working now. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, I couldn't find this fucking cable last night. So I didn't have a phone from probably about 8 p.m. last night till maybe an hour ago. And I have to say, I fucking that was great. Like, mm. um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna derail things, unfortunately, into um in into body functions again for a moment. But I I read or heard something uh last week that I that I thought was really funny that was talking about how um throwing up is is like the last place we have to be in a Zen state because uh, it's like the only play the only time where you're fully centered in your body and and unable to focus on anything else or just just purely being aware of your body and and that that used to be shitting as well but smartphones have taken that away from us <laughs> oh because i thought people... that was because you're not you're you've, you've got something to distract you now uh you know uh, you, it's it's a new version of uncle john's bathroom reader i don't know that it's entirely uh, a, a cogent argument but i thought it was an interesting one so I've never been somebody who could bring my phone into the bathroom. Interesting. Yeah. I absolutely, I even, even in the pre-self one year, I always had like the, the onion collected volumes. Uh, Something on to read. Tank. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and I certainly, this is actually probably a weird anecdote about a former boss of mine. And I like, he left his thing in the bathroom one time and he was like, he was well, you mean his thing is cell phone? It's right, his cell phone. And yeah, I, okay. I apologize in advance if I'm a little scattered. This may be, <laughs> I might be, I don't know. There's probably a couple different reasons. Anyway, he, he left it um, in there. And this was like, he was somebody who was um, very, um, almost, I, I suspect he may have been bipolar, but there may have been other things going on as well. So he could get really manic sometimes. And mm. so he had his phone, like he was probably on the throne or something in the middle of the day. And then I went in, this was a really strange office, like the, like the bathroom. It was the like one bathroom. 
It was like a small business office, like this funky kind of place, but it had a shower in there and everything. And half the time he would just stay there. He was a really complicated person. It was a really small, like uh, production company anyway. So we just left it in there one day and I was kind of like, uh, God, he's going to, he's going to freak out if he can't find his phone. And he was just like that kind of person. If something wasn't going well for him, he sucked the air out of the whole office. Right. So I was like <laughs> gingerly picking up his phone and like taking it to where his desk was and just like, here you go. And I just like, like just like the image of him. And I just like, and so you bring that up and I just get really skeeved out. Cause I know a lot of people do that. They read their phones on the throne, but I can't. <laughs> I, I can't even bring like a beverage into the bathroom. I'm oh, like, beverage? No, that that's unsanitary. <laughs> so is having your phone in my mind. Like I'm just like you're, you're not wrong. You're, you're absolutely right. And I have to say, I suspect most people, myself included, don't uh, uh, wipe their phone and case down with with a wet wipe after they're done. You know that 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 sort of uh, that people talk about, like you know um, the the idea that we brush our teeth in the bathroom being totally absurd and you should really do that at like the kitchen sink or something because mm. like you know every time you flush the toilet there's like a poop miasma that's kind of floating around the room there <laughs> oh my god jordan miasma what the fuck are we just like in grotesquery like should we call her mine welsh god oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, let's get off the poop thing. <laughs> yes, didn't we? Yeah, I think we just talked about poop a couple episodes ago. There's even a poop. I think it was the last yet. episode. That's we, right. Because we haven't done one for three weeks. Uh, we did the little Patreon thing, but uh, but not a regular one. <laughs> yeah, because I've just been like slammed, overwhelmed, and um, which leads me to some good news. Yes, we have I, a bunch of good news. Which I would love to share is that um, lots of folks will know that I've been taking this community capacity program at SFU. It wraps up this week. We're in our final stages. Um, and the university has a, a competition for community engagement um, concepts and ideas and groups. And so, um, OMG, I have ADHD, um, that I've been working on and thinking about, and Jordan and I have been discussing how to kind of bring this out into the wider world, got a grant. We got like, well, we won, we won the competition. Um, it's not really a grant cause we don't have to like report or do any of that kind of stuff, but, um, it's great, which it means is that we can actually start to move on this. Um, and I'm really, really excited. Um, Me too. Because it's like, yeah, I feel like the university is kind of saying, hey, like what you're doing is meaningful and we want to uh, throw a little do re mi your way so that you can get started on this. Um, so, yeah, Jordan, you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I feel like I'm really Sure. Um, I don't know how much I have to add because, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate my own contribution, but you did the vast, vast, vast majority of the uh, labor on this. Um, I basically massaged your text slightly and then uh, read it in my wonderful voice uh, over a Zoom call. But the rest of it was all you. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely proud of you for all the work that you've done uh, taking this course taking the initiative to put um, this this idea together for us to kind of do this project together. And then, mm -hmm. of course, that that you took it all the way to the finish line and, and we got mm -hmm. a little bit of money. That's that's phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, it's it's there really is um, as much as it's we can recognize that it's a logical fallacy to uh, defer to authority or whatever. There mm -hmm. is um, there is a, a value a, a, a sense of, of perceived value and a little self-esteem bump that comes with, you know, like 
quote unquote, the establishment saying, yeah, this, this is worthwhile and we're going to throw a little bit of money your way. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that that's that, uh, you know, we're going to have to make up the rest of the money somehow and or spend mm-hmm. a little bit out of our pocket to put this on. But I'm happy to do that because, you know, um, we've got this this outside investment and recognition that what we're doing is worthwhile, that what we're doing is needed and that we are uh, the people to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and two things there. Um, I have been doing a little bit of research. Uh, I think there may be a. a- we might be able to find sponsorship or maybe another community, a, a small community grant. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to look into that a little bit more. Nice. Um, but I also wanted to point out that uh, because, you know, we're both in this Zoom call and there's like a panel of four or five judges or whatever. And two of them right out of the gate are like, oh, my God, Jordan, you have the best voice. They were all like both of them women. They were like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're totally fangirling on you. I was like, yeah, that's so cool. They love you. I told you they'd love them. They'd, like, they'd love you. And they did. So I was just, <laughs> I was so thrilled with that. Yeah, it, was, it was nice to get the compliment. Um, you know, yeah. I've actually been been uh, uh, waffling about the idea of setting up a Fiverr page for a while and trying to get kind of more uh, voice stuff on my plate. Because, yeah, it's it's fun and I can do it right here in my living room. So <laughs> is it, did you say fiber or fiber? Fiverr with a V. Ah, uh, so that's like where people kind of hire folks to do exactly little yeah. things here and there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I feel like we should even consider, or you should even consider looking at. A lot of universities now have podcasts, right? So mm-hmm. um, SFU has several, um, and they all need hosts. And sometimes they work with an external agency. There are podcast agencies around Vancouver because the city is just just good. there's a lot of them. Sure. Um, so something for you to consider as well is maybe just kind of pitching yourself as a, yeah, as a potential a host. Um, and, you know, we've talked about potentially doing something with CBC, too. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of I feel like the next three weeks are just going to be bananas in my life. Like we got into a co-op, which is very exciting. But that means we have to move, which means, oh, my God, like we've been living here four years and we moved in here with one plant. I now have 20 <laughs> Yeah, and and four of them are rather large, so like we got to figure out that because I don't want any of my little babies to get hurt. <laughs> and um, of course, like when everybody was panic buying toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic, I was panic buying books. So um, there's a lot more books <laughs> to um, use as toilet paper. Uh, you, <laughs> we're not going back to the loo, Jordan. No, it's <laughs> a hard no to that. Um, but yeah, so uh, just trying to get all that sort of cleaning and everything. And because my arm is all messed up, I can't really do the bulk of the cleaning like I yeah. usually do. Uh, so I think we may just have to bite the bullet. And I was actually looking on TaskRabbit because I remembered um, an old colleague of ours from back in the day, David Politi, works there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because I see him on LinkedIn sometimes. I haven't been checking LinkedIn much. Um, but yeah, I guess he, he's been in the Bay Area, I think, for years now. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, so I was looking on their website cause you can hire somebody to come in and, you know, take care of your business, clean everything for you. And I'm like, Hey, if we can find somebody to do that for under 200 bucks, I'd be so thrilled, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's going on. I also have other news potentially, but I haven't signed on the dotted line yet mm. that, um, I may have co-created a little job for myself with the adult ADHD clinic. 
In nice. Burnaby. Um, so we're just waiting on the final word from the funders for that, but that could mean that I'd be starting a new job <clears throat> next week or the week after. Phenomenal. So that's a lot of change and a lot of stuff to be uh, mm-hmm. thinking about and trying to get organized and... Yeah. Well, and um, not only that, but uh, uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit here. Uh, you got not one, but in fact, two uh, uh, grants from SFU. Uh, tell us a little bit about your other project. Ooh, thank you, Jordan, for uh, for reminding me about that. The other one is called Gen BXY, which is uh, short for Generation Boomer, Generation X, and Generation Y. Um, so it's a multi-generational uh, civic engagement leadership uh, program. Um, and Sammy Jo Rumba, um, it was kind of her idea. And then I sort of helped her kind of expand it a little bit. So Sammy Jo lives in the Joyce Collingwood neighborhood of Vancouver, which has been um, traditionally a largely immigrant population and a, a lot of Filipinos. Mm. Um, and she um, has been working uh, in that neighborhood for a while because there's a huge development going up and they're about to displace um, multiple cultural assets to the community. So um, Filipino food hubs, Filipino places where people gather because the community doesn't have its own um, center, like a community center where they can gather, like the Italian cultural center or Ukrainian or whatever. They don't have that. So these places act as hubs. Informal, yeah. Informal hubs for them. Um, And they were not properly consulted. The city of Vancouver did not directly. They did an online event that probably three quarters of the population wouldn't even know about because English isn't their first language. and so they have started, um, they've been active in the community, getting people mobilized for a while. But what Gen BXY is going to do, is aiming to do, is to work with up to 14 people to help them really understand what's happening and how to speak to council, how to speak right. at a town hall, how to speak to politicians, how to properly let them know what you actually want. Um, because uh, my sister reminds me of this all the time because she takes all these things in her master's. Like when you get to emotional, politicians will have to check out and they don't listen to what you have to say. So you have to be really concise. You have to be like inviting, all these things. So I'm I'm helping in that group, like with the public speaking side of things. Um, but I'm really, really excited about it because there is an election coming up in October and there's an opportunity, I feel very strongly, uh, to get rid of the dysfunctional city council we're dealing with right now in Vancouver, because there's multiple people there who do not want new housing. They just want single family homes. They don't want any social housing on the west side of Vancouver. They're the worst. And this <laughs> and like it's just been like four years of nothing getting built because people don't want their cushy little life in Point Grey to ever be uncomfortable. So that's my long way of saying I'm really excited to work with Sammy Joe because she's a total badass. Um, and she was invited to run for council actually she's been invited oh, wow. a couple of times because she's incredible um but she doesn't she doesn't have capacity right now she's doing too many other things um and she's a single mom she's got a lot happening and eddie is part of the co-op movement and he's an elder um philippinex gentleman um and uh, he's in his 70s so he's going to help i think with a lot of the culturally sensitive side of things as well um so we'll have like translators and all kinds of stuff so i'm just really excited to be part of that because um from the minute i met those two in the cohort i was like these are folks doing great work so when they reached out to me i was like yeah let's do this that's exciting um that's awesome but i'm also nervous because she she's been like whatsapping me because she's a whatsapp minx and i'm like ah (laughs) (laughs) 
No, what are you doing? You're communicating too much. You can't cope. <laughs> yeah, I have I have one client uh, in my business that prefers to use WhatsApp for communication, and that's literally the only time I'm on WhatsApp is to talk to him. <laughs> well, I know some people like it because it's encrypted, right? So, you know, um, but mm. it is also owned by my arch nemesis. He's not my arch nemesis. I just, like, think he's a greedy billionaire asshole. But, like, you know, Zuckerberg and all those people. Um, but... Uh, Apparently, there's another one called Signal, but then I looked into that, and apparently that's problematic because they're, like, selling ads. I'm just like, can we just send an email? What the fuck is wrong with email, everybody? Is there is there problems with email, or people just don't want to use it anymore? I, I don't know. Um, I personally still use email uh, when I can, um, and I use ProtonMail, which is uh, an encrypted email service. All their mm. stuff is stored in uh, in, in Sweden, um, so yeah, there's much better international, uh, protection. You, you can't, they, they, you, you can't just like subpoena data, uh, the same way you can from corporations in other countries, um, or Switzerland, mm -hmm. I think, excuse me, what's, what's .ch? That's Switzerland, I think. That sounds like Czechoslovakia, .ch. Uh, that's .cz. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, so I, I, I personally understand why people don't use email. I think a lot of that is to do with, um, the, the same reason nobody picks up the fucking phone anymore is because 90% of the time when you do, it's like, this is the government. Your driver's license has been flagged as you are going to be nuked from orbit. Call this number right now with your credit card information. <laughs> You know, like that's that that's literally 75% of the phone calls I get are me picking up and going, hello, hello, yeah. hello, and then your bank account has been compromised. <laughs> it's like, fuck, or like, all aboard, you've just won two tickets to a fabulous cruise. <laughs> Those are literally the only phone calls I get these days. Oh my God, Jordan, half a minor in, in Mandarin too. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, even, totally. It's just like, and they sound like really scary. Like, they're like gonna arrest you or something. I can mm -hmm. even tell the tone is like, um, but that's so funny. The cruise ship one, I think I've only got one, but I've gotten so many of the, the Canada Revenue Agency yeah. has determined that your social insurance number has been compromised. It's just like, what? Like, and most people know better, but there are folks that don't and they get scammed by that. Like, what strikes me is that they get you to go buy these cards. Like, like, why would anybody believe that's the way to make a payment is to go buy a card, like the a, a card <laughs> yeah. that London drops? I don't know. It's just really strange. Um, but yeah, the, the email thing, and I, re I recognized that I was being a bit old school yesterday in our cohort at SFU because people were like, okay, let's get all this signal and we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this potluck. And I was like, I know I'm super old school, but could somebody just send me an email because I'm not on Facebook and I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. add another app. I just let me know what's happening. And people are like, well, send emails, we'll decide dates. I'm like, use a doodle poll, because if you're back and forth all day with emails, you're going to go out of your mind. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny. I, and because I use Gmail, that is a good point, that my data is probably being sold or whatever. I don't know, or I'm being monitored in some way. Because yeah, I'll send an email, and that, that keyword will show up in an ad somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yep. But, you know, most of my ads are products, but... Uh, and my new phone, I had options of like opting in or out of all that stuff. So I opted mm -hmm. out of all of it. Yeah. But I don't have my new phone right now. It's somewhere uh, getting right, yes. fixed. So mine right nice. now is just basically, it's actually just a phone. 
which, you know, runs out of juice every 15 minutes. I can't use it for anything else because that's why I had to get a new phone. Um, yeah. What else are we going to talk about today, George? Well, we've got another big piece of good news. Um, in the last uh, three weeks since we dropped an episode on you, uh, our little podcast has passed 50 whopping motherfucking thousand listens. Holy Dinah. Yes, thank you. That is so, thank you very much because, like, I know I said this before, but literally when you and I started doing this, we were like, oh, I have 10 people a week listen. That's great, right? So yep. I'm really, really excited about that, that uh, folks are listening and resonating with us. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we really, really appreciate you. And we hope you're doing okay out there. Jesus Christ. It's, uh, it's a tough time for everyone right now, but uh, you know... Uh, Robbie and I are just so happy um, that people are listening to and relating to the show. And of course, we're especially grateful to those that have uh, uh, reached out to say, you know, thank you for doing this. And, and I'm kind of going through the same thing and telling us a little bit about yourselves. Um, yeah, that's, it's been, I got an email just this morning from uh, an old friend, someone that I've known since I was a teenager, um, who again, just kind of started listening to the show recently and was just like, yeah, I've just been like, you know, listening on the elliptical and like ugly crying my way through some of the episodes and just like, you know, uh, they're kind of, they're going through the same thing and, and, you know, relating to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. So, um, that's someone that we'll talk about this after the show, but someone that I would like to have on the show, uh, uh, they offered to come on sometime. Um, and I think that would be a a really wonderful conversation, kind of like the one that we had with Rena. Cause again, this is someone that I've known basically my whole life. Uh, and we get to have this this interesting conversation about, um, you know, something that a lot of people don't go through or have the experience of. So, yeah. Oh, I'm really excited about that, Jordan. Thanks for um, sharing that bit, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that is like the, it uh, even in my cohort, when I did my little mini presentation about like what we're going to be doing and, you know, I spent the first part of my my five minutes just singing the praises of everyone that would have been teaching <laughs> us and everything because that's kind of like what I like to do. But then um, 14 different people expressed an interest um, and not that's not saying that they have it or that they wanted to disclose anything like that, but that they had a deep interest in it and were curious and wanted to know more. Um, so we are going to do. Um, I hope he'll be part of this, Jordan, like a little kind of um, beta test of, uh, of the what we're planning on. Um, awesome. And I don't know if we should open that up to the wider community just yet, but um, maybe we will. Um, we'll let you know if that is, because uh, that will probably have to happen in uh, early April. Pretty quick. Oh, okay, never mind. Or maybe not. Maybe maybe I'll have capacity next week, provided I don't have COVID. But... Uh, let's, let's, not, let's not make any commitments on air here. That's a good idea. Because you know what we do, right? Hey, I'm going to oh, do yeah. this thing. And then a month, a month later, we're like, remember that thing we were going to do? We didn't do that thing, did we? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, accountability, public accountability doesn't always fly for me. Well, no, it, 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 it's it's good. I think it's good. But, <laughs> um, but recognize that we're very prone to making these commitments on the fly. Uh, and, and then being like, oh, wait, I actually have these other things because I didn't have my calendar right in front of me at that moment. Um, so, so yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do the sober second thought later. <laughs> sober second thought. I love it. Cause I, I have this vague feeling like I have something today at 11, but I can't find it in any of my calendars, but I'm pretty sure I told somebody <laughs> that I would be somewhere at 11 o'clock today. Right. I just, <laughs> and I'm looking at my white calendar and I'm like, no, I have counseling at two, but yeah. Anyway. Well, if it's not in your in your e calendar and it's not on your whiteboard calendar, have you checked your phone alarms? That's the the other place my things end up. 
Uh, no, because I don't use the phone alarms. But oh, I, there you go. Um, and then I have my hard calendar here. This guy as well. Mm -hmm. so I actually have three calendars, which is comedic, but that's the only way I can <laughs> sort of do it. Yeah. Um, Whatever works for you. Yeah, and there's nothing in here. Hopefully I'm not letting anybody down. Sorry in advance <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, 50 whole thousand listens, uh, innumerable emails and voice, well, I shouldn't say innumerable, but let's say dozens of, uh, of emails and voice messages. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's just been so, so wonderful to be able to do this for the last year. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I think that Robbie and I would be happy doing this for no one because just, just, just the act of talking to each other um, really does. I'm speaking for myself here, but I think that mm -hmm. I think that you're probably the same. Um, it really does bring a lot of value to my life, um, even even if nobody else ever heard these conversations or, or let us know that they related or whatever, it would still be bringing an enormous amount of value to me. No, I feel the same way because it is, it's tricky to bring it up too. Sometimes you've been talking about this with, um, you know, quote neurotypical or just folks in other areas of my life. <clears throat> I'll often get that dismissive sort of like, oh yeah, I get distracted or oh yeah, I'm kind of um absent-minded sometimes but um uh, i was even talking to my doctor yesterday because she was the one who you know worked with me on the initial diagnosis <clears throat> and i think sometimes she didn't quite understand the scope of how it has impacted my life until we were mm -hmm. talking about it yesterday and how right. that you know speaking to my family over the last year we've identified like many many instances where that was clearly what was going on with me, but uh, we didn't know at that time. My mom didn't know at that time. She just thought it was hyper little boys and whatever. Right. Um, so talking to you about it really does help because um, it is like that's one of the reasons we want to do this peer-led stuff, right? Because it's it's so hard to kind of I don't I don't want to use the word convince, but it's just a lot of people just don't get it. Yep. You know, or they they just think it's a minor thing or that, oh, you're just distracted. Turn off your phone. Have you have, they, have you bought a planner? Do you have a day planner? <laughs> so, I have stacks of them. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I think it is really good that we're able to do this. I'm so glad that you reached out when you did because I was mm -hmm. like oversharing on Instagram. And that you know what? That's the last video I posted. Really? Of me Of me talking because we've been doing this and this feels like. This feels what I need. Um, and so I haven't been posting it. I, I've just been posting, you know, little videos of Susan Sontag, the balcony squirrel. Oh, I got squirrel. <laughs> balcony squirrel. Um, oh, I haven't seen yet today. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling a little bit woozy, Jordan. I'm hoping I'm okay. Oh. Yeah, I feel it. Okay, well, let me know if you need to uh, cut it short. We'll do that. <sighs> okay. Um, you know, if, if, we, mm -hmm. if we ended it right here, we've said kind of uh, what we needed to, which is uh, a little celebration of our wins. <laughs> yeah maybe we will make it a shorter episode today because i'm also starting to lose my voice a little bit and i'm concerned now so i should no worries i should probably take it easy today okay oh, shit <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> <clears throat> if you enjoyed holy shit i have adhd subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us as does following and promoting the show on social media a full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit, I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at 
you guessed it, holy shit, I have ADHD at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes. Bye for now and hyper focus on the positive.